This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Welcome into your weekend, everybody. Long holiday weekend, NFL wild card weekend. Alongside Mike North, I'm Carmen DeFalco. And we are the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap each and every week. And Mike, we roll into the NFL playoffs. Looking forward to it. I don't think the matchups are particularly sexy this weekend. But we still have a six-pack of games to talk about and break down with everyone. I got to tell you, I mean, I haven't been relieved about being away from anything since they finally told me, you know, you're going to graduate from grammar school finally. <laughs> you know, the desk was too small for me. And I, I can't believe the the last few weeks, the NFL, the way that it's gone. Uh, last week, we go uh, basically three under 500 with the best bets, but we go with, uh, you know, BB asked me, why, why don't you just take the Kansas City Chiefs since yeah. you said they're going to win big? Why don't you take Georgia where you actually oh, said it. on the air you're going they're going to get they're going to massacre yeah. yep. TCU and so I submitted it and we got credit so we go like 3 and 4 with the World Gambling <laughs> Organization but they did point out stay away from liens mm. of double figures that didn't work out I mean it's crazy and I I mean we I ended up going for the first time under under 54% in the odds couple 51% in the NFL but I went 56% with college. There you go. I finished somewhere in the middle, but it's been a tough year where I see a guy like my buddy, and congrats to Cap, who did great in the Sun-Times, had a great year, and and my buddy Mark Potash, I don't think I've ever seen him have the year that he had as far as negativity, so as far as being uh, more losses than wins. So it's been a crazy year, but we're 60%. I keep records, folks. That's what I do. Dodds Cup or 60% in the NFL playoffs since we began. How about that? 60% in yep. the playoffs. I love yep. the sound of that. Well, you knew I sooner or later I, I I put the spray out. The stench went away with my opening comments, and I have to end it with some good news. Some po- and the good news yeah. is about the playoffs. Something now. positive. Now we roll into the playoffs. Put the coffee down. Coffee's for closers. Co- coffee's for closers. That's what we're going to do. We'll That's give you right. some best plays. We've identified a few key things that we like for this weekend. We'll give you those later in the show. We are going to talk about all six games. Uh, One of the games probably doesn't require too much conversation because the poor Miami Dolphins are just beat half to hell. I mean, it's almost... It's almost unfair uh, how injured uh, they are and how they limp into Orchard Park. But we'll get to that game in a little bit. First thing we'll just start with are some historical trends because we do like to give people those. You know, I you love can, historical trends. I know you do, and and th- these are not end all be all. We never want to uh, no. imply that or suggest that could change the other way. Absolutely, but Mike mm-hmm. and I like to give them because sometimes they can be valuable uh, as you go as you put everything into the calculus as you handicap games. Uh, the first weekend in recent years has been very, very kind to underdogs. That is up until last year anyway. But if you look at the data sample from 2015 all the way through the 2020 campaign, the dogs on wild card weekend went a staggering 18-8 and against the number. Now, last year, as Mike just said, there was a 
correction, if you will. The dogs on Wild Card Weekend last year went just one and five against the spread. Still, if you put it all together since 2015, that's a seven-season sample. Underdogs on this first weekend are a very handsome 19 and 13 against the spread. That cashes for you, what, uh, 60, roughly 60% of the time, and uh, that's pretty sweet. You'll take that any day. We'll see how the dogs do this weekend, and we got a couple of huge double-digit dogs because of just certain situations Well, because of 17 games, number one, because the teams are not clear. The Lamar Jackson deal is a joke. Bizarre. You didn't even know what was going on. And the fact that he's got a tweet out. It's weird, Mike. A statement, and the and the team doesn't. And then I got to hear from RG3 that he's beyond being questioned. Well, why does the team not release the statement, number one? Uh, we didn't know that was clear or not. It looks like he's not going to play. The spread is astronomical right now as far as what it was supposed to be. It's nine and a half, but uh, I love... Uh, something in this game, uh, but I mm. mean, John Harbaugh's been great in the playoffs, and you know how Eric's always telling me, okay, you know, I've heard the story enough that you and Ditko used to drink together. Can <laughs> can you bring something different to the table? And I go, yeah, okay. Last year, every game except one, the team that had the leading rushing yards won the game. Isn't that something? Yep. Talk about a, a change up from what you normally expect. Head, yes. Yeah, he, he can't. He's going what? But North, it's a passing league. It's that, amazing. At, yeah, until the playoffs. Until the playoffs. Until the wild card six of the first six. I just said it. That's I don't incredible. know what I got to make clear. I mean, you know, I'm an educator. All I have to tell you is six of the leading six teams at one out of the seven led. Uh, the game in, in rushing. In rushing. That's a good little nugget. I like yeah, that. Yeah, nuggets. Let's uh, jump in with the first game. Seahawks 49ers from Santa Clara. And really, Mike, the big story as we uh, record the podcast and record the show on Friday morning, mm-hmm. the big story for a little bit more than 24 hours from now is the weather. They are getting bombarded with rain really up and down the coast of California. That's been a story for about a week now. Uh, it is going to continue most of the day today in and around the Bay Area and south into Santa Clara. And more importantly, tomorrow, while they look like they're going to get a brief respite early in the morning, they're expecting rain and they're starting to wonder what the condition of that field is going to be like because they have been inundated with rain uh, this week and that is only going to continue. So I do think that's a big storyline. The Niners are out to a uh, double-digit point spread right now. Niners minus 10. 42 is the total in the game. The Niners finished the regular season on a 10 game winning streak eight and two against the number over that span and wouldn't you know it Kyle Shanahan found another quarterback other than the handsome Jimmy G that he can win with Brock Purdy's been pretty darn good yeah he is and uh you know I mean uh, I'm crushed by the fact that they started building homes in the forest at the bottom of mountains yeah. and then when it rains it actually it's wild yeah it's crazy you know I, and real Ellen and, and Oprah getting sandbags out I, you know, there's worse things but all I'm going to say is this this is stay away from me because I have no idea what's going to happen. But, I mean, if you had to bet it, you got to probably take San Francisco here. I mean, you got the defense. You got the apparatus. This guy, Purdy, has just settled in comfortably. Mm-hmm. And it's not a mirage. It's just not a mirage. I think Seattle, uh, look, Pete Carroll's done a great job. No doubt about it. Uh, nobody expected this. Uh, Geno, they've been turning the ball over lately. They have. Haven't been generating a lot of points. I don't think that's going to change. I'm, I'm going to stay away from the game. But uh, if you're thinking San Francisco, 
I think there's a, a 70% chance that, that you're looking at the right at the right team. You're right about Gino. It's been a great story, but he has struggled down the stretch. Let's sure. face it, Mike. Um, during the final eight weeks of the season, he ranked 19th. Uh, in EPA plus completion percentage over expectation, he, he like you said, they've turned the ball over. That that's been the yep. biggest problem area. You know, you mentioned that rushing stat from a year ago. We know the Niners can uh, in a lot yep. of games kind of do what they want on the ground, and then they have the defense to stop the run. Kenneth Walker had a nice rookie season, but the Niners held him to just three point six yards per carry well, look at the in two games. Yeah, look at I know. The totals in all the games. I, I know. Mean, I mean, we were in the fifties, fifty-five uh, point range, uh, but then there's teams here that don't belong because they expanded the playoffs. There's teams here that got there because of maybe injury. There's teams not favored because of running quarterbacks that are going down, like I've predicted for, for the last two years. The running quarterback, it means, it, running quarterback to me means only so much success in the National Football League. So I agree. Yeah, I, only so much success, and that goes for right here in this town. So. Niners uh, swept the Seahawks in the regular season, finishing yep. with a plus 28 in scoring differential in the two games and a plus 261 in yards differential. So I sort of really like had the, the better of it. Yeah, I do too. If any, especially with the weather, that's where I would lean. Absolutely, Mike. I would you lean on there, especially with the weather. I heard this stat. It's a great one, including that one on the weather. That missed extra points, mm. 1.5. Now, you may say, hey, they may make every extra point. But I saw a guy on today, a former kicker from the Giants. I forget what his name is now. And uh, he said that the worst thing you can have as a kicker is field conditions. Right. He goes, I think his name was uh, Tyne. Okay. Uh, yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah, Jim uh, Tyne. Uh, no, Lawrence Lawrence Tyne? Tyne? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He was on from the Giants. He was great. He was on Vissen. And he said, I used to get concerned with grass fields. Then I used to get concerned with bad grass fields. That's going to be at some of these sites. Mm. He says, if I have to kick indoors, I never worried about anything, whether it was the wind or anything else. The grass made me nervous and the conditions in San Francisco yeah. are gonna make are gonna make people nervous. So would you take the over or under at the over is minus one twenty. One and a half misses. Uh, oof, you gotta lay a little extra juice. That'll tell you what the odds makers are thinking about. That's I'd probably lean thinking. on the over on that. Yeah. I absolutely am yeah. with you. And that would mean that all five of us that I've heard all the yeah. five comments are on the over. There you go. So why do I think every ball is going to be right down the <laughs> everything's going to be right down the middle? <laughs> exactly right. Um, I'm going to go out of order here and just jump. I ahead. love out of order. That's how I run my life. Well, the only reason I want to do it is because we're not. This will be the game we spend the least amount of time on. And before we break and we bring in Luke Pergandy, let's just maybe give it a minute here. And that's really all it needs. Sadly, I it's mean, you'd it. love to see this matchup if uh, Miami were healthy, but uh, the Dolphins really limp uh, into Orchard Park, where look, uh, they they don't perform well uh, in the playoffs in in cold temperatures. Anyway, not that. It's going to be brutally cold, but still, everything just favors the Bills here. Uh, Lang now 13 and a half. God. Josh Allen, 8 and 2 all time versus Miami. Uh, and the Dolphins are just so undermanned. I mean, uh, they are beat up at just about every level. And now, even their defense is beat half to hell. Bradley Chubb hasn't practiced this week. Tyree Kill is playing on one ankle. I don't know why they don't have him on the injury report. He's clearly hurt. Teron Armstead, probably not going to play. Raheem Mostert is hurt. So, And they're down to Skylar Thompson, a rookie seventh-round pick. It's just hard to find any path for Miami to kind of hang in this game, Mike. Well, you know what? They don't have to hang. They can get their butt kicked and still cover. 
I guess that's true. 13 and a half. <laughs> yeah. If somebody tells me you're you're going to lose by 13 and a half points, you know, I got a little pride. I, I know things haven't yeah. gone away. The head coach, everybody's, oh, we love him. We love him. They was good with Brian Flores, for God's sake. Uh, and, and I'll tell you this. He, he basically is one of the guys in that whole organization that made this whole thing possible by two of still being concussed. Maybe he was never recovered from the first time. That right. being said, one hot dog. I'm going to put one hot dog. Uh, on uh, the, uh, the the Miami uh, the Miami Dolphins catching all those points catching the points. All right, sounds good. When we I come... mean, man, you win by thirteen, and you're gonna be, you could still cover. Absolutely. When we yeah. come back, we are going to talk to our good friend Luke Pergandy from Prop Swap. Uh, we've got other games, obviously, still a four to work through for everybody. These games don't conclude until Monday night, as the uh, league is really stretching. Uh, this out as long oh, as they yeah. possibly can with all the money-making opportunities in front of them. So, yeah, and it ends with Brady uh, against Dak. So we're going to get to all the games. We'll give you our best plays a little bit later on. Luke Pergandy will join us when we come back. This is The Odds Couple with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco. The Odds Couple on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Welcome back inside the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. Mike North, Carmen DeFalco, every week you can always get us on demand, which is a beautiful thing. It's an on-demand world after all. You can just go to the ESPN Chicago app. Make sure you download that. All the content there is free. There's a lot of great stuff in addition to just the Odds Couple gambling podcast that Mike and I do each and every week. You'll catch us uh, over the year on AM 1000 and FM 100.3 HD2 every Friday night at 8 p.m. And then, of course, Saturday morning, the quick turnaround, the encore replay at 8 a.m. Let's bring in uh, one of our staple guests, and he's with us each and every week, one of the founding members of the great Prop Swap app where America buys and sells its future bets. Luke Pergandy's with us. Luke, I missed you. Hey, guys. So take time. Mike. What's up, Luke? How we doing? We're doing great, man. We're ready for the start of the playoffs. I know you guys are too. You know, a year ago at this time, we're talking about the Bengals gearing up for a historic run. They were an incredible long shot. Um, their odds were still pretty long, even when we started the postseason. You know, you you flash forward a year. Uh, that Bengals team is scary good. They got some injuries they're dealing with right now. Mike and I'll get into that when we break down that first round matchup a little bit more. But uh, Joe Burrow is just money in the bank and he's he's a badass uh there's no other way to put it do you see any other potential long shots this postseason making a run you know something similar to Cincinnati's last year Luke yeah so I think the Chargers are interesting um they are 20 to 1 at DraftKings and we have a ticket on them at 34 to 1 oh wow so really good value it's expensive it'll cost you 1500 bucks but it would pay fifty grand that this team can do it. And obviously, with props off, all they got to do is beat the Jaguars this weekend, and you flip that thing for double, triple what you paid for it. Um, other tickets at thirty to one, thirty-two to one. I mean, we've got some some really interesting tickets on that team. I like them. Um, Jacksonville's scary for sure, and it's obviously in Florida. Um, but that's that's an interesting team that. Um, could make some noise if they can uh, advance past this wild card round. You know what, Luke? I mean, Baltimore, I mean, John Harbaugh's got a pretty good playoff record. He's pretty good uh, against the spread. It's, 
But I'm looking at Baltimore plus the nine and a half, and I'm saying to myself, this is the type of situation that makes it for anybody that held a Baltimore ticket because you're not getting a clear picture from the Baltimore Ravens. In fact, where you have to have Lamar Jackson tweet out, you know, I'm not going to play when the team won't (laughs) even put something out like that. So is that one of those deals where – uh, the Ravens were really, if you had the Ravens, uh, you were losing money as the minutes went on with this fiasco. <laughs> yeah, so that would be a team that went the other way. So they are now to yep. win the championship. You can find them at 45 to 1. I wow. mean, in, you know, when they were in charge of the AFC North back yep. in you know, late, October, late October, they were down yeah. to 10 to 1. Yeah. Um, so that's a team, yeah, I mean, you're getting – you're going to get one fifth of, of what you'd get back if you bet them at ten to one. Now you're selling at you know forty five to one. Um, so yeah, unfortunately, I I don't see how they win that game. I hear you with with Harbaugh. I trust him. He's a really good coach. But I just they're they're I think it's Huntley that's going like their right. backups that just look so bad the last six weeks. I just I don't know how they they beat Cincinnati. I, I think they have a better shot with Huntley than they do with Brown. But I don't see it either way. You're I right. don't either. <laughs> the only... I just think the value just dropped as soon as and there was confusion. Confusion for the betters because there wasn't a a decision made. And to Luke's point Mm -hmm. about, you know, at one point where they were in control of that division, um, you know, look, since October, it's no secret we've talked about it. I've sold three tickets on on PropSwap. One ticket I wish I would have sold, even just posted, was my Bengals, uh, Mm -hmm. excuse me, my Ravens to win the AFC North ticket because – you know, I had him at plus, I think I had him at plus uh, 145. I'm trying to remember now. Um, I think that's what it was. And they were certainly, uh, you know, that could have been a, a, a ticket that I would have sold for a profit when, like yeah. Luke said, they were in control. I just, I never did. I held on to that one and uh, I regret it. And then I wondered for a minute, you know, how would some of these sites handle the division, you know, mm-hmm. because they were, you know, the Bengals were given the division going into week yeah. 18 because of what happened on the Monday night game. And, you know, I, you can't whine and complain about it. It is what it is. I don't blame the books for saying, sorry, that's a loser. But that's definitely a ticket I wish I would have posted, Luke. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, they were they were down to minus 250. Yeah. Baltimore was to win that division. They yeah. were they were in control. Yeah. That's, you know, how the books are handling this. It's kind of been a mixed bag. I think some books are being more honorable than others. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like MGM. Uh, paid out the winners in terms of the win totals for them, like Caesars, has been not paying out mm. the win totals. So it's yeah. kind of been a mixed bag. It's interesting, you know. Typically, gamblers bet overs, and you know, to not pay out the over win total on Cincinnati and Buffalo, with with both being winners, regardless of that game being paused. I'm not a huge fan of that. Like, just pay out the ones that were locked in and void the losing ones. So. Um, yeah. but mixed bag it seems to be MGM being a little bit more honorable than Caesar so far, but we'll see how that shakes out. Yeah, you, know you know what's shaking up and I love it. It's back and I'm on an early run three and oh with golf and it's nighttime Ooh. golf. So, you know, with my matchups, I've been lucky, but I know it's going to end soon, but how's the action been for the Sony open out there in Hawaii is golf back. I know it's, it's early. There's only been a couple of tournaments, but I got to believe the nighttime golf gets you a little more action. Luke. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's starting to come back. Uh, I mean, I've seen master's tickets getting posted sure. already right. for yeah. obviously, you know, mid April. Um, unfortunately I don't see any Sony tickets up for sale. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, Masters is up. I'd say, you know, people are still in such football mode. 
Uh, obviously, we are degenerate, so we like to bat everything. <laughs> yes. But, Isn't that uh, wonderful? But, yeah. No, I mean, look, it, like you said, it's it's nighttime, so it's different. Oh, than, it's nighttime. You know, the, 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 the tournaments that start at, you know, 10 a.m. Eastern. So, um, but yeah, no, I, I think golf, and like we've talked about that on the show, like golf is just such a great oh. gambling sport, and, like, you can buy in and out and find a long shot on Thursday morning and then sell them on Saturday. Like, these guys just collapse all the time on Sunday afternoons. It's just it's so painful to watch if you're not being able to get in and out of that position. So it's, it's a really fun sport to bet I on. can't win an NFL game, but I take a guy named J.D. Poston, and, and, and he ends up I beating the, the guy. I, I mean, it's unbelievable it. how golf yeah. is. yeah. Yeah, Luke. and the variance on golf odds is, is oh. r- way higher than the variance on NFL futures. Like, for the most part, NFL futures odds are in a pretty tight window. Um, but with golf odds, it varies so greatly book to book. So my, my advice would be just price shop. Make sure that you're looking at our website, of course, and, you know, DraftKings, FanDuel, MGM, all the different sports books to make sure that you get the best number on that golf works. It can vary a ton. Luke, enjoy the first weekend of the playoffs, and we'll talk about the divisional round and some other fun stuff next Friday, okay? Thanks, Carmen. Bye, Mike. See you, See buddy. See you later. There's our guy. I love you. It's good to At Luke Pergandy on Twitter and Instagram, and follow Prop Swap as well. More Kawa joked. Oh, yeah? I, well, well, no, maybe you'll know. He was up by, a, I mean, six, five, six, seven strokes. Oh. Uh, then he kept, uh, then Rom. He gets a minus ten on the last day and wins, but more cow shot even around. Damn, minus shot. ten. Yeah, sometimes yeah. the guy shoots minus ten. You're like, what do you do? Jeez. Yeah, that's exactly right. So um, it's a combination. I think he didn't get nothing done, but Ron was fantastic. Let's talk about the Saturday night game, Mike Chargers Jags. I think this has a chance to be one of the better ones of uh, the weekend. Like all six games this weekend, this is another rematch game. Now it's hard to glean too much from the first meeting. It's a data point that was so long ago back in week three, and it was the week after Justin Herbert suffered what was a very serious rib injury that he played through, and he wasn't quite the same early in the season. But the Chargers did lose at home and lost pretty good, 38-10 to to the Jags in week three. Trevor Lawrence had the fifth-best adjusted EPA per play of any quarterback that week. Justin Herbert was 26, but like we said, he was playing with a serious injury. Now the Chargers go on the road, and they are a short one-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, this line has been anywhere between about one and two-and-a-half. It's never gotten to the key of three. It's been very interesting to see how betters have kind of made this thing ping-pong, like I said, between about the Chargers minus one all the way to Chargers minus two-and-a-half. Trevor Lawrence has been great the last, uh, you know, really the second half of the season. We've sung his praises. I don't think he played particularly well last week, though. Uh, I will say that. How you feel about Chargers and Jaguars? Well, if you check both quarterback stats, Trevor Lawrence is right there with Herbert yep, for the is. season. So, I mean, that's to be taken seriously. If you also look at the head coaching, you got to give the advantage to Jacksonville. I would agree. Yeah, so, and you see the over-unders 47. Is it going to be a shootout? It looks like it could, yet. That's not, I'd expect a higher number with these two uh, guys quarterbacking. So, and neither would, defense is great. It's it's a good yeah, point to make. It it's it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. If I had to play anything on this game, and I won't, because I have, actually have a couple better games. I'm not gonna bet the whole board, but I'd probably lean a little bit under because I think everybody's mm. expecting a shootout. Mm. Okay, interesting. Don't you think? I think so. 
I mean, um, Herbert, I, I get, he gets a lot of praise, and I don't think Lawrence gets enough for what he's done this year. We're all looking back at what he did last week. But, my God, Jacksonville's in the playoffs after that debacle they, they, of a head coach of oh, the worst in the world, Urban Meyer. Nightmare last year. Right. Um, look, they were 3-7. and seven. They rallied to make the playoffs, and in large part because Trevor really did ball out late in the year. He now, did. again, I, I don't think he played particularly great last week, but there was a lot of pressure. He's still a young quarterback. Um, Trevor Lawrence, since week 12, folks, is Quarterback, five out of 30 qualified quarterbacks in the NFL in yeah. EPA plus completion percentage over expectation. I'm just saying he's, he's been not really getting good. the hype. He's not getting the hype Herbert gets. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, maybe because it's Jayville. You know, people just, it's like, ugh, it's Jacksonville. But well, yeah, get, I know, but see, it, it, the Chargers are the second yeah, team in that that's, town. That's, in the that's West. true. What were they, 10-7? and 7? Yes, 10-7. And, and what was Jacksonville? Uh, they were also 10-7, and seven, Yeah, I yes. mean, so I'm just saying that. And plus, I looked at the stats of both quarterbacks. They're, they're eerily similar. They are. I think they threw the, for the same uh, number yep. of touchdowns. And, yep. and No, I think you're you're absolutely right about so that. So we'll see. Uh, this is a stay away from me. It could, this is one of those. You, 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 if ja- you want to have fun, put a hot dog on it, flip a coin. Jags were 9-8, and eight, by the way. Let me correct myself. Oh, Jags, okay. Jags won the division with the win last week, finishing 9-8. and eight. That's true. Okay. We still have three games to talk about, so more to do, more action to break down. Our best plays a little bit later on and Jim Miller with ponies it's all coming up don't go anywhere we're the odds couple on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app this is the odds couple with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco the odds couple on Chicago's home for sports ESPN Chicago Welcome back inside the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. Every single Friday, we're with you. It's Mike North and Carmen DeFalco. Follow Mike on Twitter. He is at North to North. That's the number two. I'm at Carmen DeFalco. We've given you three breakdowns so far. we got three games to go. Let's move into the mid-afternoon action on Sunday. And another rematch, like we said, all of these games, a rematch of uh, you know battles that happened during the regular season. We have the Giants at the Vikings as about a three-point underdog total in the game is 48. This is a rematch of Week 16, so this one is pretty recent. Vikings beat the Giants 27-24 in Minneapolis on a 61-yard field goal uh, off the foot of Greg Joseph. Minnesota closed in that game as a four-point favorite and failed to cover. This is only the fourth time in NFL history, Mike, that a playoff game features a pair of teams that finish the regular season with a negative points differential. We talked about it a lot. The Vikings somehow won 13 games despite being a minus three. The Giants finished the season a minus six. It's rare that you even see teams as a minus, you know, in red numbers uh, in scoring differential make the playoffs. And it's even rarer, obviously, that you'd see them meet in the postseason. Again, just the fourth time in NFL history that's happening. Yeah, and I'm looking at Minnesota. They're uh, still getting three. And um, Debo probably is going to get coach of the year, or, or, or I think Campbell deserves heavy consideration. Shanahan, yeah. although he's got a team completely around around uh, the quarterback, the quarterback's been great. Um, but something tells me I'd put my one hot dog on Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Something tells me being at home is going to matter this time. I, I think it does matter for them, too. You're right. And I also think, though, if I'm going to be – what the trend says that I stated earlier in the show, Barkley, to me, could mm. take over this game. Minnesota's defense against the run is not that good. So you'd be taking a chance 
in my opinion, but it's graded out for me to take Minnesota minus three. But believe me when I tell you this, if the Giants won, it wouldn't surprise me. It, would. it wouldn't surprise me either. No. Uh, I mean, it really wouldn't. They did a lot of good things in that yep. game in Week 16. You know, yep. they rallied from a 10-0 deficit, took a lead. That game really got exciting and went back and forth in the fourth quarter. Justin Jefferson was awesome. They couldn't really he, he killed guard me. Justin I Jefferson. I had the Giants. He killed me. Oh, man. Guy. Yeah, I mean, he was just something in that I was final in the, I was in the media pool. I decided to take chances because I had the win. I, I, I just got blanked. I mean, killed. I had all under. I had all the underdogs and the favorites won. Wow. Unbelievable. Right? How'd you do, by the way? Um, in the media pool, I finished like in the middle of the pack. I really fell off in the last uh, month right. of the season. You know, I was hanging around Who trying. Won, Jimmy? Uh, no, I think Ryan McGuffey won. Oh, from oh, uh, Comcast. The Guff. Yes, right. Guff won. Congrats. Jimmy Jimmy finished in the money. I think Jimmy yeah. finished third Good. or fourth. We'll talk to him about that. Yeah, we got into December, and I was kind of right around that top five. I, I finally just won- got above five hundred. Then I crapped the bed the last week. It was tough. I finished uh, a couple games better than five hundred. Yeah, it was rough in the media pool this year. Uh, I finished second last year. Kind of fell back this year. Yep. So it is what it is. It's tough. Um, and it's going to be tough to pick this game, but I put one hot dog on many. I do have a play in this game, uh, a different angle that we'll talk about okay. when we get to best plays a little bit later on. Mike's hinted at Ravens-Bengals a few times. This is the Sunday night game. I know a lot of sharp bettors feel like uh, if Tyler Hundley is cleared to play Sunday night, if he plays, and if this line gets to 10, I've heard from a lot of sharp bettors that they will be on the Ravens plus the points. As we record the show, we still don't know if it's going to be Anthony Brown or Tyler Huntley. We think it's going to be Huntley. It's Bengals minus 9.5 with a very small total of just 40.5. Listen, no team in the NFL has been better at covering spreads the last two seasons than the Cincinnati Bengals, folks. They have been a money-making 26 and 11 against the number the last two years. That includes their run to the Super Bowl last season. And listen to this. We talked about Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, Mike, is now 31 and 15 against the spread in yeah. his career. It's scary to fate Joe Burrow. It is. And, and you know what? I really like the guy. But I'm going to put two hot dogs on Baltimore plus the nine and a half because I'm hearing people say they need that extra half a point. If you need that extra half a point and you're, con- and you're still – in other words, they're not convinced that Baltimore can stay – Within eight or nine, I am. Well, nine's just, a key anyway. I think you're right. I mean, yeah. if you got if you get the hook, I mean, yeah, why not? Nine and a half. I mean, yeah. I'll take the nine and a half. I'm going to put two dogs on it because this is how it graded up. I don't make the predictions. And this year, like I said, was my only losing year in the NFL by just a little bit. I was still 51%, 65 70% of the just people would the like big. that. Yeah. They'd love that. Yeah. But uh, – we're hot in the playoffs. We have been since we started. I feel really good about Baltimore in this game because they'll figure out a way to stay within the nine and a half. But Joe Burrow scares me, no yeah. doubt about it. And you mentioned it. John Harbaugh historically, um, as a dog, especially as a division dog. Now, they didn't cover last week, but they were playing a rookie. Um, as a division dog, historically, he has been very, very good in his career. And the Bengals, I think it's important to note, go into this game, um, down two starting alignment. Lyle Collins is done for the year. He tore his ACL in week 16, so he won't play. If they advance, and I think they will, um, they, they're going to probably get Alex Kappa, one of their starting guards, back at some point. But he injured his ankle in week 18. He was ruled out on Wednesday. So they are down 40% of their starting offensive line. Well, how and, about this, Carm? Yeah. 40 is the over-under, right? 40 and a half I'm looking at and right now. And you're getting yeah. nine and a half. I know. 
I know. And I'm supposed to believe Baltimore. I know they haven't been able to score lately, but no, they have not. You're right. I, you know, but but I I'm supposed to believe that since he can completely shut them down, it would be. I, I just think that this is a perfect scenario. This is an ambush to me in some ways. I mean, Cincinnati could win by seven easily. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, and 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 what's the weather going to be like there? I think the only weather game, as far as I found, is it's is that bad. game we talked about. Is the the first game Saturday in Santa Clara? Yeah, I think that's the only one where that's going to be negatively affected. What do you think about uh, Atlanta being the neutral site for the AFC? I guess it makes sense. I mean, it, you knew they were going to pick an indoor venue. Uh, um, we I thought know. maybe Indy. You know, because it's kind of it's equidistant, basically. It was Kansas City to Indy and Buffalo to Indy. Uh, Yurk and I looked the other day. It's almost like on the nose. Um, we thought maybe that would be it. What do you think about it? I think Buffalo made out great in this whole thing, no, uh, with the young man being okay mm-hmm. and and everything happening and and basically going their way. I do, yeah. and I think that there could have been some some different things done, but it was unprecedented. Yeah, so it was. I'm not going to worry about yep. it. I, I do think that having two cold weather teams in a dome. It's a little cosmetic, and it yeah. does yep. take something away. It does, and it affects how the game's going to be played, Absolutely. obviously. One last game to talk about. It's the Monday night game that's going to conclude Wild Card re- uh, Weekend on uh, the holiday Monday on uh, MLK Day. It is the Cowboys traveling to Tampa to take on the Buccaneers, where the Bucs are about a two-and-a-half-point home underdog. Total in the game is 45-and-a-half. I don't think it'll surprise anyone to learn that for the first time ever, Tom Brady is going to be a home underdog in a playoff game. Uh, Brady is 7-0 straight up all-time versus the Cowboys. That includes a 19-3 win in Week 1. Really hard to glean anything from that, considering it was back in September to kick off the season. We don't have to uh, revisit that game. Tampa was uh, an NFL worst 4-12-1 against the spread this season, something that if you listen to the podcast we talked about frequently, they did not do a good job of covering spreads. They have been, uh, believe believe it or not, Mike, the Bucks have the worst point differential of any team in the playoffs. Minus 45. Now, they won a crappy division, only won eight games. Uh, they did outgain their opponents this season. They were better in net yards per drive and average number of plays per drive, but they were a minus .22 in average points per drive because they were so inefficient on offense, and it's something we talked about uh, ad nauseum on this podcast over the course of the season. You know how Eric's always telling me, okay, we know you got a dog, but come up with something different. <laughs> okay. I got something different here. How about Dak Prescott, 0.5 interceptions in the game when he led the league in Mm. interceptions playing five less games than anybody else, Mm. okay? And it's minus 180. So if you want to risk it, I think the over would be advisable here, number one, because it's hard to go through a game, whoever you are, whether it's Tom Brady or Dak Prescott, uh, without an interception. Especially okay? with his pension for turning it over, like you said. Exactly. So I saw that, and but but I also know this. I would have to probably, if I liked Dallas, go into this with Baltimore with Hundley and Dallas with Prescott against Joe Burrow and Tom Brady. Mm, I mean, something. and people wonder why I have that extra line on my forehead. And, and people wonder why it's so hard doing this. Exactly, That's exactly. Right? Like, I mean, am I expected to believe that Baltimore or Dallas have any chance? Yes, because Dallas is favored. Okay? Yeah. Dallas is on the road as I'm, a favorite. I'm putting two dogs, two hot dogs on two uh, hot dogs the on Dallas it. Okay. Cowboys. I 
and I will basically have uh, one of those machines beep. Beep, beep. You know that the doctors have in this offices. Of course. If it stops beeping, ee, you're de- you got a problem. That I'll have one right there with me. Believe Wait, me. Waiting for you. I mean, my God, I got to go against Burrow and Brady. It's Come crazy, on. right? <laughs> the Cowboys have lost eight straight road oh, playoff God. games. The last road playoff win, Mike, the '92 NFC title game in San Francisco, well, January do of '93. As you, you know, it don't do any good to go into this type of thing. I know Dak. I paid Dak $45 million. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I may sound like the sheriff on Cannonball Run, but I'm a little bit smarter than that. I think we're going to win this game. I love it. Seven Dak interceptions over his last, I'm sorry, 11 11 DAC interceptions over his last seven games. So Mike's angle oh, yeah, on uh, the, over, horrible. the over half the INT is an interesting one. Yeah. Oh, uh, my God. Yes. Minus 180. It's minus, like Ken, like Carm said earlier, that one bet's minus 120 for a reason. This one's minus 180. They reason. don't want you to take it. Yeah. When we come back, Jim Miller's got ponies, and oh. then we're going to give you our best play. So still more to do. Don't go anywhere, folks. We're coming right back inside the Odds Couple, presented by Prime. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Entering the home stretch on The Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. We're going to give you best plays in a little bit for Wild Card Weekend. But first, we need ponies action happening all over the country. And we always get to chat with the expert handicapper from Hawthorne Racecourse. He's one of the best in the business. All he does is give out wins. Uh, he's like Tyle Cruz. All he does is win, win, win. He is at Hawthorne Gym on Twitter. Say hi to Jim Miller, everybody. Jimmy! Boys, the ponies paid off again last week. We got yes. another winner at Oakland last week. We had another second-place finisher last week. We're continuing to build the bankroll now for NFL playoffs. And let's hope that we can have a nice little run for the playoffs as well, guys. Absolutely. Uh, and I was I happened to stop by Hawthorne earlier this week because the the beautiful thing is if you're using the points bet app, you can make those cash withdrawals and you just stop at the book. So I popped in to make a little cash withdrawal um, Monday or Tuesday of this week. So I was over at the track. The track is dark right now, and you've mentioned a few t- a few times, Jimmy. This is the first time, like in two years, that you guys have been dark before um, things are going to get fired up for racing again in a couple of months. But the book is open, and people can go watch and wager. You can bet on the simulcast. You can bet on NFL games and all that stuff, right? Yeah, and that's the thing. It's open each and every day. We do have extended hours, especially during the playoffs. So that's the thing that's really nice with the book, too. And, guys, the one thing that's been really nice is that the weather has been relatively mild. So there's more horses that have remained on the grounds at Hawthorne this winter than we've seen in the past. So normally you get down to about 400 horses. Right now we're at about 650, 700 horses that are currently training getting ready for when racing returns in March. So that's the benefit of a mild winter for us. Mm. But like you mentioned, full card simulcasting each and every day, points but sportsbook open each and every day, and there's so much action with all the college sports going on. You have NBA, you have NHL, and then, of course, football. But it is. It's something where it's so easy, Carm, like you mentioned. You go right on up to the counter and cash out right there and then take your money and head on your way. Oh, yeah. You know, Jimmy, a man of your ilk, uh, not only good at uh, handicapping horses, great at handicapping horses. I've seen seen them all, and you're, you're one of the best ever. But uh, you're good at football, too. And I, I just want to know, I mean, when you're at Hawthorne, are you recognizable? Do you have a blazer that you wear? I'm really tall. That's why I'm recognizable. I'm definitely not going to be one that can be substituted for a jockey by any means. But when 
You're no, I'm not a jockey, but a blazer. Man. <laughs> I mean, you wear a nice uh, suit coat. Does it say Hawthorne Jimmy? You know, <laughs> Hawthorne Jim. It's one of those where, guys, early on when I started there, I was one of those that was a suit and tie guy like every single day. Right. And then I kind of realized that, hey, suit and ties can be for special occasions. And those you realize it wasn't 1964 days. anymore. It's right. For those stakes days, <laughs> yeah. for one of those things where it's a special event. Right. But this is an entertainment industry. You want to be comfortable. I'm still going to definitely dress up nicely, but it's one of those things where I want to go out there and give selections for people and, and kind of be that everyday man type of thing. We are a blue-collar racetrack. It's a lot of blue-collar cool. folks that are out there at Hawthorne. So I've gone to the point where after 25 years, I get a little bit more comfortable, and it's something where, hey, if you're comfortable and you enjoy your job and you love it, people aren't going to look to say, oh, my gosh, he doesn't have a suit and tie. I can't listen to what he's yeah, saying. Yeah, but you don't have You've a blazer. Earned. You've earned it. No blazer. <laughs> no blazer, Mike. Yeah, you got to get him one. have a big gold blazer that has, like, some sparkling lights on it. Too yeah, like Elvis with a cape and exactly. everything. Exactly. Yeah. That's for special occasions. Yeah, that's right. Where are we wagering this weekend, Jimmy? You know what? All across the country, again, we're going to bet all these horses across the board, but there's really good stakes races across the country. So we're going to start at Oakland Park. Race number nine, but the one, Soy Tapatio across the board, a horse that stalks a really quick pace. Then go to Gulfstream Park, race number nine, but the seven, Sugar Fix across the board. This one's on the turf. And then go to Fairgrounds, race number eight, but the two, Touch of Class across the board. Another turf horse, but all of them should provide some pretty good value. All right, so we're going down south for three races. Oaklawn, race nine, the one horse across the board. Gulfstream. We're going to bet race nine, the seven horse across the board. And then down outside of New Orleans, Fairgrounds, race eight, the two horse across the board. Is that right, Jimmy? That's right, boys. Make money for Super Wild Card Weekend. Beautiful. Have a good weekend, pal. You got it, guys. Good luck. Jimmy! There he is, the one and only. And uh, like you said, made the winner's circle again last week. Uh, He's unbelievable. He is awesome. All right, Mikey, what are we doing for best bets for wild card weekend? I'm going to give the four games. I'm not doing anything Seattle-San Francisco. Not doing anything uh, Chargers-Jacks. How many games are you going to give out? I've got two plays. I'll give out out four plays, but don't take them all. And for relatively light plays, I decided to go like units, only it's going to be hot dogs. Uh, <laughs> believe me when I tell you this. Listen to the quarterbacks. Who's the quarterback of Miami? Skylar Thompson. Yeah, I got him for one hot dog. Uh, and also, uh, I do have Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. I have uh, the Dolphins plus the 13. They're probably going to 14. Mm-hmm. And I have the Minnesota Vikings minus three. Both those games for one hot dog each. I've got a uh, play in that Giants-Viking games too. So Mikey likes Vikings minus three. I'm going to go ahead and say hit the over 48, especially now right. that it has come down to that key number. This was yeah. 48 and a half. At 48, I say let's play the over, everybody. Uh, we talked about this being a rematch. Uh, we also talked about the fact that uh, Dayball – uh, really, I think, knows how to scheme and how to scheme quite well. And I think he'll play off of some of the things that were successful in that first game and use Daniel Jones's athleticism and use their play-action pass to make some plays down the field. This is not a good Vikings secondary. It's not a good Vikings defense. The Giants did have trouble blocking Daniel Hunter, but I still think these teams potentially could go up and down and exchange blows. So I'm going to say let's play over 48 in that Giants-Vikings game. What else uh, do you like, buddy? Very good. Now I got two more. And then you give out yours. I got Baltimore because people are waiting for 10. Look, if you need 10, I'm going to take the nine and a half. Now, here's the problem. I think it should be higher. Baltimore might be on its third deal. Why isn't Baltimore 13 and a half, especially with Joe Burrow? 
you know, why don't they have the same spread that Miami has, mm -hmm. for God's sake? You have Joe Burrow on the field because I think their defense will hang in there. I think that would be difficult. I look at the total. I'm going to put two hot dogs on Baltimore, and I'm going to put two hot dogs on, yep, <laughs> people wonder. I got Dak Prescott. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I got the guy from Baltimore, the, fifth, the guy they – to ask them to come over from the high school field. I mean, so it's terrifying. I got Dallas uh, with Dak, two hot dogs. Love it. All right. And like we talked about when we broke down the Bengals-Ravens uh, game, Mike is uh, right there with a lot of sharp betters right now and a lot of sharp money. Mm -hmm. A lot of, lot of pro gamblers are, uh, especially if Huntley is announced a starter, are really liking the Baltimore Ravens yep. getting the points. And it doesn't mean game. anything, but you got to right. go with the percentage. Absolutely. Um, I am going to give a play in Chargers-Jags. Uh, I gonna... love plays with Chargers-Jags. Let's do it. Uh, everybody knows I love uh, Justin Herbert. I hope uh, oh uh, I'm not God. being clouded here, but I, I'm going to lay on your end table. I'm going to lay one and a half <laughs> with the Chargers on the road in Jacksonville. You know, I, I wish we'd nice. know a little bit more as we record this about Mike Williams' status. They keep sort of hinting that he's going to play. He is making the trip to Jayville. He didn't practice this week, though. Their offense is just so much more efficient when Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are he both available. He might play limited time, I think. He might. I hope he plays some because they're better when they're on the field. Jayville's mm -hmm. pass defense ranks 30th, folks. 30th. That's third worst in all the NFL and defensive uh, pass DVOA this year. Um, Trevor Lawrence... Uh, on the big stage for the first time. So is Justin Herbert, for that matter. But he's yep. got a little bit more experience with one extra year. I'm going to say the Chargers get this one done, and uh, they win by a field goal and cover the one-and-a-half-point spread. So those are Folks, my two plays. The, for the podcast weekend. is going to be up shortly. Start passing the word. I mean, last week, a lot of views. We need, we need that kind of action. Hey. You got to win. We're going to have a winning uh, week this week, no doubt. We'll uh, we'll do it again next week as we roll into divisional weekend. But everybody enjoy Wild Card Weekend. Six games to choose from. Thanks Ooh. to Luke Pergandy and thank you to Jim Miller and great work by Eric Ostrowski yep. producing our podcast and producing the show today. Happy wagering, Mikey, and we'll talk again next week, buddy. So long, everybody. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeValgo and Mike North on ESPN One Thousand.